0: Welcome to the CSE Podcast. I'm Zudi Bowari, producing artistic associate at Classic Stage Company. In this episode, we go behind the scenes with the understudies of CSE's production of A Man of No Importance. Bill Haas, our Director of Marketing and Communications, speaks to Benjamin Howes, Beth Kirkpatrick, Lee Harrington, and Justin Scott-Brown. All coming up on the CSE Podcast.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Phil Haas, the director of marketing and communications at Classic Stage Company. I'm very excited for today's show because we're going to go behind the scenes with our production of A Man of No Importance, which I personally just love. And I'm going to have a little chat with our understudies for the production. Um, So they're here now, and I'd like to introduce them one at a time. So maybe if you could each, um, you know, I'll say your name, and then you can say hi, and maybe let the, the listening audience know which roles you cover in the show if that's helpful um so first up is justin yes
2: i am justin scott brown uh i cover robbie faye bretton beret slash peter and ernest lally
1: awesome uh next is lee harrington who some people might I've known from a year ago at classic stage, right in assassins because you went on during that yeah. as well. You were well, not understudy for that too. Yes.
3: Right? Well, it was Omicron. So we had to send somebody on. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we weren't picky. Um, yes. I was on in assassins. That was an amazing experience. Um, and yeah, my name is Lee. And in this production, I cover um, Mrs. Curtin with all the children, Mrs. Patrick and Adele.
1: Awesome. Uh, and then Benjamin Howes.
4: Hi, friends. I'm Benjamin Howes. I cover Mr. Carney, Baldy O'Shea, uh, Alfie, and somebody else. Who's the other person? Father
5: Kenny?
3: <laughs> well,
4: Father Kenny. Father <laughs> Kenny. Oh, that's right. I'm doing that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> <Father> <laughs> Kenny. Yeah.
1: And last, but certainly not least.
5: Hi, I'm Beth Kirkpatrick. Excited to be here And I normally cover Lily Byrne, who's Alfie's sister. I cover Mrs. Grace slash Kitty the Barmaid. And I cover Una Crow. Although if you have been to the show for the past uh, like six days, I'm also covering um, what is formerly Mr. Ernie Lally. Uh, who is currently Elizabeth Lally? Because we, um, in the world of COVID, ran out of understudies. Justin was unfortunately ill, so I stepped into a normally male role. So I've been covering Elizabeth Lally for the past week.
1: I mean, maybe that goes to my first question right away. You know, what's that been like? You know, covering like at the very last minute something like that. You know, how how has that um, been for you? I think
5: it's exciting. It's definitely very common in this day and age, you know, for, um, actors to be asked to do extraordinary things. We were lucky that this happened at the point in the show where I think all four of us feel very comfortable with the show. We have worked really hard on the individual roles that we cover, but we also have, um, been there for each other, you know, we don't have dressing rooms at classic stage because it's such a tiny space. So we spend a lot of our time in the lobby running through things together, playing every part for each other. So luckily with the timing being that way, um, you know, the show was semi familiar with my, for myself. So I was able to kind of learn um, Joel Wagoner's track in about an hour and a half and jump on in the same day. So, but it's definitely a, a brain workout. I am, I'm tired.
1: <laughs> I can imagine, I can imagine. So, the first cuz you've all gone yeah. on at this point, right? Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the first time you went on, you know, whenever that was earlier in the in the production, and it was for a part that you hopefully didn't learn in an hour and a half. Um, but uh, what was that like, um, you know, with, with this production as opposed to other productions that you might have been in? Does, did this one feel different? Did it have a, a different, um, you know, being in such a small space? Did that affect how it was at all for you? What was it like the first time kind of walking into this ensemble covering the various parts that you cover?
3: And a hush falls over the room. Um, <laughs> no, um, I, I'll go first. Yeah, I, I, um, well, like you said, I've I have performed um, in one other production in Assassins, and so I was like familiar with the space, and it was also, of course, the same director, John Doyle, and so I think he, you know, I think one of his many gifts is that the um, cast really becomes this like really close family and he really does I don't think he's one of those people that's like I have a no asshole policy but he really does everyone in the cast is amazing uh-huh. and you really feel like enveloped in their support and warmth and excitement that you're there and that the show is getting to continue and like you'll you know I'm sure everyone experiences like Mary Beth Peel like gives you a big old hug. And she does this thing where this isn't great for a podcast medium, but she goes doo, 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 doo. these like little, like little thing, like on either shoulder. And you're just like, oh my God, I'm in, you know, I'm, I'm like part of it. It's just, <laughs> so you, know, you just trust that like, and, and this would not happen because all four of us are, we really like know what we're doing, but like, look, if, if, if we made a mistake, somebody on that stage would say our line.
4: Kara McCoola. Let's, Let's just say seven. it out loud. Kara her McCoola name would
3: Kara would fill in fill
4: in. <laughs> Anybody at any point, during any point of the performance, Kara McCoola could fill in. She fill in. has so. <laughs>
5: amazing swing brains, so she's really been a resource to all of us when it came to detailed questions.
4: She sure has.
2: Yeah, and this piece in particular is such an ensemble piece that I think that's one of the major differences is that you're you know, really trying to like fit into this world and, you know, support the rest of the company too, the same way they're going to support us. You know, if we don't know exactly where to stand in a certain moment, you know, and, and I think you can see that in this show, you know, regardless as sort of that support um, that everyone has for one another.
5: I agree. I think um, I went on for goddess Mary Beth Peel, and those are some, you know, beautiful shoes to fill but the company was very warm and welcoming. And specifically for me, I think the biggest surprise was to be on stage among these actor-musicians. It is, you know, we had seen the show a million times front, but it is such a different feeling to have this gorgeous music happening all around you. You're kind of enveloped by it. So I was like, oh, I didn't expect this. This is so beautiful. So that was a treat getting to go on.
3: I think also, like... Like, I feel like John, it, like the thing that he's able to, and he, with the rest of the company is able to build over the rehearsal process, you kind of have this feeling like when you go on that, like, even if you're not standing in the exact right spot, or even if there's this or that, cause you're a human being and you're going to, things might happen that you're not going to break this thing. You know, this beautiful thing has been built and you are going to go on the ride with them one way or another, you know, and it's a pretty loving ride to go on i found everyone in the cast is so sweet
1: i think that's really well said lee um benjamin um you for the like last week you were going on as althea as as a man of no importance um (laughs) (laughs) so what is that like stepping into a role like that um you know because those are it's it's, you, there's not a lot of off time, you know, off stage and all of that. And it's a lot more to, to learn um, than I mean, it's it, are all covering so many parts, right? There is a, a bulk of material to know, but um, it's a lot. So what, what was that like the last week for you?
4: Well, thankfully, uh, thankfully, it happened at a time, as Beth said, when we were fairly familiar with the piece as a whole. So thankfully, we knew the structure of the play at this stage. And I heard the words enough that the words were all there. To be honest with you, going on for Alfie was a lot less terrifying than going on for Father Kenny the week before. Because the, going on for Father Kenny, I was like, wait, does he stand over here? Which instrument does he hand to Kara right now? Like it was the it was the machinations of it that were out of focus, that were more difficult for me to latch onto than it was for all of the stuff that's in focus during the play, um, which is all of which is Alfie's story and all of Alfie's journey. So, I mean, thankfully, you know, by the time I had to step in and do it, it felt it felt a lot of it felt familiar. Um, it's still terrifying <laughs> <laughs> to, to you know carry that incredibly beautiful story and the emotional weight that goes along with that. Um, and being able to see Jim's performance so many times, I mean, it's just, I, I keep, I said this to him. I was like, I feel so privileged that I got to experience his work so closely for such a long mm. period of time. Because with each performance, you, I could see him going deeper and deeper into the part and the moments in it. And so I was able to, you know, <laughs> utilize that work that he'd already done in in helping to build my performance over the last week. So
3: and it was so yeah. beautiful that y'all and to the listeners um, ben every time for the, for the bow people would cheer like scream. It's so exciting. Like it, it it's so exciting yeah. for the audience to be like you know it's yeah.
4: Yeah, they were screaming, we paid a lot of money to oh, see someone else and
3: that's you right. didn't suck, congratulations. <laughs> like, it involves them in like a new way. And it's, I think it's really exciting. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Oh, I think the audiences get a bit, get a thrill out of, oh, we were there like, the night really? that, you know, the understudy went yes. on or that this, or that, that uh, you know, Mr. Lally was suddenly Mrs. Lally or whatever. I think audiences really like, do absolutely. get a Definitely. thrill out of that. And there the number of people who came up to me after the show and said, Oh my goodness, I saw you last week as father Kenny. And I saw you two weeks ago as Baldy O'Shea. And I mean, people kept coming back just to see what was going to happen next. Yes. Well, and Benjamin's brilliant. So there's that.
5: (laughs) I think people forget that it's also exciting for everybody in the show. When the understudies go on, you know, I got to do it with Benjamin as Alfie and with Jim as Alfie and, There's a lot of, you know, similarities in performance, but so many different things that they bring to the table. And so in a show where the whole ensemble is a part of every moment, we're watching Alfie's journey, we're observing, it's so fun to get to see different takes. So I think everybody enjoys when, obviously we don't want anybody to be sick, but it was really exciting to get to be a part of that and, you know, watch somebody do something new.
1: Earlier, um, I think it was Beth, it was you that said, that Kara, one of your your cast members, um, has, has a swing energy. And one of the questions I had that um, I think a lot of audience members have uh, that might be listening is, so we have understudies in this show, right? But when you go see shows uh, other places, you'll sometimes see understudies listed in the program, you'll see swings in the program, and you'll see standbys in the program. Um, would someone or collectively, would you like to describe, like, what are the differences between those three things and what do they, what do they mean? Well, what, 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 do they do?
4: <laughs> I've been an understudy and a standby, and I'm not certain I understand <laughs> the exact difference. Very good question. What I do know is that a swing is an offstage person. So somebody who doesn't normally perform in a performance who understudies an ensemble track. So a swing is somebody who can swing in for one of the ensemble, but you generally don't swing on for a principal track.
2: Is that That right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be a standby who would be off stage and go on for a principal track, generally. Generally, I think understudies are usually on stage. So they're usually would be in the ensemble and understudying one of the principals. Um, And then when they would go on for a principal, the swing would then go on for that ensemble track.
1: So technically speaking, then, since you're not traditionally on, like as, as ensemble in the piece, you're technically standby sort of.
3: Yes, As you know, we also, I don't know what, I guess I don't know what the word, the technical word would be because we cover ensemble and principals. But um, Bernita was saying once in rehearsal that, I think during assassins that she said that
1: also so for people listening, Bernita oh, is the, yes, is the who, wonderful like, stage manager Ron of the show. Doyle
3: Her like yeah. work husband there. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, she was saying that off Broadway doesn't have that, that off Broadway, that it's just that people that off Broadway, um, cause we were, we were asking assassins, we were like, what are we? And she was like, and uh, she was like off Broadway, we would just call you an understudy, but on Broadway you'd be this. So I, I feel like the delineation. Is, yeah.
5: Interesting. Yeah, I think if you're, there are principals, they're the people who non theater people think of as the people who play the leads. then there's the ensemble, that's everybody in you know, the chorus playing multiple parts. And then there would be the swings who are off stage. And if somebody is sick, it's like a chain reaction. So if a principal is sick, somebody in the ensemble who's an understudy steps up to play the principal, and then one of the swings steps into the ensemble role. And a standby would be someone like there are standbys for Wicked because they have demanding roles. That's someone who understudies a principal offstage. So they would bypass the whole ensemble stepping up to the principal swing, stepping up to the ensemble by just Mm -hmm. having the standby step over into that principal role. And we're a little bit weird because we're offstage and we're doing it all.
1: Is there anything that you find particularly gratifying about work as an understudy, or as a swing, or as a standby, or any of that, versus, you know, when you've also in your careers have played singular parts in shows? What 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 do you get out of being, you know, someone that goes on for multiple roles that's a little bit different? What are the takeaways?
4: Everybody's just so grateful that you can actually do it. It's, it's like, there's this innate skepticism, I think, that to whether or not you're actually going to be able to do the track and not completely mess it up. So I think you know, what I love is that everybody's just been so grateful that I managed to, you know, do something and not um completely derail the train. Totally.
2: Know? And to see the to see the show from different perspectives, I think is really unique and being able to tell the story from a different perspective and sort of see the characters in a different light um that you don't always, you know, you don't always get that when you're doing the same the same track every night. So I think that's sort of a perk. It definitely comes with its own challenges, but, you know, it's also a unique perspective in that way.
5: I like getting to kind of figure out uh, what puzzle piece you can be to make the complete picture make sense. You know, um, understudying someone like Mary Beth Peel, we're obviously very different, even though they're overlapped in our talent and abilities. Um, but you do kind of have to say, okay, I'm not going to try to be Mary Beth Peel. I'm going to look at Mrs. Grace and see what Mary Beth brings to it that I can bring to it and also get to figure out, you know, a little bit of what I bring to it. And you get to do that with multiple roles. So it's fun to kind of figure out how to be the puzzle piece that makes the show, you know, still have that lovely, whole, complete feeling.
3: Yeah, I think, I think the way I've framed it for myself is like, this business has a lot of um, uh, conversations and, you know, you're cast a lot based on how you look and how you sound and, you know, your type or whatever. And I think the gift of getting to do something like assassins and this is that I feel like I've had, I've gotten to a point where I'm like, oh, I'm actually right for every single part I've covered me. And normally I wouldn't maybe be cast as, you know, like traditionally in the business cast as each part that I've gone on for but I've gotten to like find ways that actually no no I am I am like that person I can bring myself to that person and it's kind of because of the gift of the pieces that John does if you're getting to cover in this it's like this is a pretty extraordinary like acting challenge um, and so that's 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 the that's the joyful way I've gotten to look at it you know it feels like that's good exercise re- it's like good. It? It feels like you're almost at like, if you're like, you're almost like working in a repertory theater, mm-hmm. like, no, no, you're the, ingenue. Yeah. you're the ingenue. No, actually now you're this person, you're this person. And, uh, and the truth is you can do that. You can do it all. You know? And so I think that's yeah. the way that I've like gotten to, mm. um, I think find real like fulfillment in this kind of work.
2: And it's humbling, too, because the emphasis isn't on you. It's on serving the piece and how to come in and be yeah. able to put out fires and make the show go on, you know, without <laughs> hopefully drawing too much attention in a way, you know.
1: You know, I think and I have no importance is it's a musical that's largely about kind of community or um, how theater is made kind of collectively. And watching each of you step into these roles, sometimes with very short notice, like we've talked about before, Um you know, I think that perfectly um, encapsulates what the nature of the show is about. And I'm curious if the subtext of the show has made any difference in what it's like to, when you go on or when you're preparing to potentially go on or during the rehearsal process because of what the show is about. Does it feel different than when you've done this work on other shows?
3: I think if I'm understanding the question, I think it's that... like. When I was on for Curtain and I would be nervous, like I was nervous, okay? And I was like, you know, Mrs. Curtain, <laughs> this is actually her return to the stage after a long time because she's had a million kids. So she's nervous. So just go on as yourself slash Mrs. Curtain. You know what I mean? I think that mm. for me has been helpful because it's like, well, Lee, she's feeling that way too. You know?
2: They just... So- they just want to they're, put on the show. You're trying yeah. to put on
3: the show as, yeah. as well. It as you're trying to put on the show. So do your best. You know what I mean? Lee
5: has worked with John Doyle, our amazing director, before. But it's my first time working with John. And I do think, in, especially stepping on into this show, he was very, you know, it is like, this is a real world. These are real people. It's not like super performative or super polished, like, we're allowed to be listening and present. And so I think that adds to the whole kind of mood of this particular piece. It is a small, lovely Irish moment, you know, and we're not trying to, we've been encouraged to not try to make it, you know, too American and too brassy musical theater. So, is a really there's like this warm special feeling when you're a part of this show that I think gives us permission to just be there and breathe with everybody and let the story unfold in kind of a magical way
1: well thank you again um justin scott brown lee harrington benjamin house and beth kirkpatrick thank you so much for being here it's been just wonderful chatting with you all and i know l- literally some of you have to run to Whoa! the theater right now to <laughs> perform after recording this my back so <laughs> break legs i hope everything goes great and uh thank you again we um
0: can't thank wait you to, the for to having us thank, thank you Thanks for listening. And thanks to our amazing understudies, Benjamin Howes, Beth Kirkpatrick, Lee Harrington, and Justin Scott Brown. And don't forget to check out information on our next production, Black Odyssey, written by poet and playwright Marcus Gardley. Black Odyssey blends classic mythology, African American history, and modern theatricality. This vibrant reimagining of the Odyssey is set in modern-day Harlem. Black Odyssey will be directed by award-winning director Stevie Walker-Webb. For more information, go to classicstage.org. Once again, I'm Zudi Bawari. Thanks again for listening.